Warning, this podcast features the items found on the internet that may or may not be true. Hi Barry. Hello Alden. How are you doing? Another Hello, week. Listeners. Hello listeners. Yeah, I forget about the listeners. It's it's almost the podcast feels almost like just a conversation between me and you. I keep forgetting about the listeners. Sorry. <laughs> Try not to offend any listeners. What have you been up to? Yeah, just you and your work, a bit of war zone. Pretty much yeah. it, to be honest, like last week. You know what I've been doing? Just doing lockdown. What? I've been looking online for news articles for the podcast. Good. <laughs> Shall we get stuck in? Yep. What's your first one? First one is investigation launched after pilots draw penis in the sky. (laughs) Okay. How Uh, did they draw penis? With like smoke coming out of the back or what? No, like they flew a flight path. Right. You'd look at it on the map and it had the shape of a penis and two balls. Right. Okay. That's very much in Russia under investigation after they changed the plane's flight path. Do you have a giant penis in the sky? Yeah, because that's quite dangerous, isn't it? Changing the trajectory. I wanted to draw a penis, so I get it. So I'm guessing that this penis was visible on like these plane tracking websites and stuff. Yeah, it's got it's got a dick and two balls. Okay. It's been hard to do them, I guess. It takes a bit of coordination, I guess, like to yeah. kind of, because you can't see anything. You just maybe, kind of have to guess. Maybe an effort. Yeah, yeah. And why did why did was this yeah. just a prank? Ah, uh, the news story gets a lot weirder. Okay. Well, here we go. So this was a bizarre act of solidarity with a okay. footballer who was suspended after photos of him masturbating were shared online. Right. As the person who wrote this article says, there's quite a lot to unpack here, isn't there? (laughs) Okay. Okay, so this footballer who they are doing protesting in solidarity with was caught, or videos of him were shared online. Exactly. And they've drawn a penis in the sky. A support for him. His name is Russian team captain Artem Dzuba. I don't know if I pronounced that right. <laughs> okay, so, so they've got this. Are they in yeah. trouble? Yeah, they've been investigated. According to reports, the crew requested permission for air maneuvers due to a need to check radio navigation equipment. Mm. Really, it was to draw a cock and bollocks. <laughs> any old, any old uh, lie to get it done. It, me- it meant they arrived in Yekaterinburg 20 minutes late. Right. I thought it'd be later than that. Did they honest. have passengers? Um, no, I don't believe so. Uh, it's all the right. investigation will look into whether the crew broke the boundaries of ethical behaviour. Mm. To me, I'd say, yeah. Well, yeah. I think the obvious thing was would be for them to say, don't know what you're talking about, just your dirty mind looking at that 
But they've actually said, yeah, we drew a penis to support the football man. <laughs> like, what are they thinking? Imagine being a pylon thinking, how can we show support? Yeah, Crawling cock and bollocks. Of all the jobs to show solidarity with someone, I don't think that's it. Nah, it's not very really safe, is it? Mm-mm. A bit dangerous. Indeed. Mm. But, yeah, as we've seen in this podcast, a lot of interesting people, <laughs> at the least. Yeah, and that that interesting people. Where shall I begin? <laughs> I was going to say that brings me nicely to my next story. I can any story would would probably go after that. Yeah. Okay. This one. Yep. This one's quite visual, but bear with me. Okay. Bride rages that wedding dress looks nothing like the order before realizing her mistake. Yeah, I've seen I've seen a lot this. of like I've seen this year, but I've seen a lot of articles like like this. And it's like if you're twenty stone, right. I mean you can't expect it to look like the model in the picture. No, it's not about that. It's not <laughs> I think we're going to do a lot of editing of this podcast. I just have to get that out there. No, 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 Barry, we're going to have to edit that. (laughs) I wasn't, I wasn't referring to the fact. I know what you're talking about. There are these dresses online where the model wears it, and the people get it at home. They take a selfie. They don't look like the model. They get a refund. They also write to the newspaper. They try to get a bit of compo. Yeah, I do. I do not start you on a bad spot. This one, this yeah. one, she complained because the wedding dress looked absolutely nothing like the uh, beautiful image that she'd seen when she bought it. Obviously, with COVID and everything, there's no trying things on. It's done online. Whatever. Fine. What, what was the main concern? The dress didn't look uh, fabric it, or quality. The was fabric possible. looked wrong the even the like you know these little lacy frilly bits were not were missing and it was terrible guess what well she sent these pictures to the manufacturer they replied it's inside out bloody hell no wonder (laughs) Uh, sounds like it's her stupidity yeah and they transport them intentionally inside out because they've got things like uh lace and you know kind of uh, fragile things so when if the package splits open or something like that it's still not that bad you know um and then uh she when she put it on it was inside out yeah basically it's a idiotic woman yeah looking to get in the newspaper yeah (laughs) trying to get attention for being stupid yeah so yeah that's that. How did you not know it was inside out? But like, that's why. Is it a zip know. or something? Something a bit suspicious here. She wanted right. some. She wanted the hundred quid from Lad Bible. I'm guessing. <laughs> is that what it is? Is that what they get? Two minutes. That's what... <laughs> yeah. The thing is about that hundred quid that gets us a lot of stories on this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Ah, that's what I heard. If you post a story, get posted yeah. on Lad Bible, you get hundred quid. Yeah, it's like you framed. Have you seen those posts with the like compo face? Yeah, compo face. They just look fucking ridiculous. (laughs) Loyal listeners, send us a selfie, your best compo face. (laughs) Some of those are just ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, chicken nugget had 
Yeah. Somewhere in it. Yeah. yeah. So that was that weird news, weird shitty news story. But I've got a be- I've got a better one than that. That was my right. my kind of warm up. Um, yeah, this one this one's a bit of a kind of local type news, which is always the best. Um, this coming from Swansea in Wales, that offensive mushroom carvings have been taken away from the a Swansea Park by the council. Offensive mushroom. Mm. So what? I understand why they're yeah. offensive. Right. So these mushroom carvings have been there for a year. They've been uh, carved into like tree trunks, basically. You know, like yeah, you cut the tree down. Um, you're left with like a stump, maybe a meter high. That's three feet in old money. And they've carved like mushroom heads onto the ends of these uh, tree trunks. And it's yeah, you know, like mushrooms have got like a stalk, haven't they? With like a oh, yeah, I see, right? Okay, and you probably can see where I'm going with this. Um, apparently, people some people have said the one or two people who complain need to grow up, but basically. The complaint was that these look like penises with massive bell ends. It's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I agree. The people just need to grow up. That is funny. If you don't yeah. find that funny, you have no sense of humour. Yeah, there's... Don't take everything so seriously. Yeah, there's kind that of... funny shit. There's loads of these uh, mushrooms <laughs> in a... It, like, around this park in Swansea and uh, yeah, they've been removed. They've divided the community and the council thought, forget this. We're not, not can't deal with this anymore. Political correctness gone mad. Yeah. So we'll post the, um, the picture of these mushroom headed stumps. So yeah, they do look like penises though, Barry, to be fair. They're like, um, so well, that's funny. It's like the Japanese penis festival all over again, isn't it? During the lockdown, it gives people oh, yeah. a laugh. Yeah, I guess That's if we can go and see it, yeah. So uh, yeah, but they've allowed me? they've allowed one or two mushrooms to remain, ones that are away from Let them. Remain. Yeah. So yeah, that was my mushroom penis story. I suppose I'll do the next story. Go on then. Right. Two men arrested after selling Doctor a fake magic lamp. For £72,000. Magic lamp? Magic lamp, yeah. What, like like an Ikea? Like, like in Aladdin. Oh, like the Aladdin. <laughs> what are you Aladdin about to say, lamp. Ikea? I was thinking like lamp, like, you know, like on your desk or in your living room lamp. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Like a literal magic lamp where you... Right. Get a few wishes. Okay, so these guys have conned somebody with a fake yeah. magic lamp. He's a he's a doctor. How has he done that? So two men in India have been arrested for allegedly tricking a doctor into buying what he believed to be near Aladdin, Aladdin's lamp for more than seventy grand. Jesus, do you know the um, you know the Captain Jean Luc Picard meme where he's holding his head in his hand? That's what you're like getting. That's what I'm doing right now. <laughs> Why would you pay? <laughs> I just don't understand how you'd fall for that. 
So Come did on. they do a miracle with it, like to kind of prove that it's magic? Yeah. Or what? what did they do? So he went to the police soon after buying the lamp, realizing it did not possess the magical powers. Mm. Uh, Surprise! Question: He was led to believe the lamp housed a wish granting genie. Having ultimately been convinced when the two men managed to conjure up a su- supernatural figure known as a djinn in front of him. How? That convinced, he, that convinced him that he uh, existed. So wait a minute. These two guys have gone in to this doctor, right? Yep. And they've said, right, we've got a lamp. Not an electrical yep. one, but a genie one. And he's like, yeah, right, it looks valuable. Uh, what does it do? It's got a genie. Right. Get it out then. And they've actually got the genie out. They've yeah. obviously done some kind of magic trick, right? I'm guessing so. Somebody dressed do up know, as a... Do you know what a gin is? Gin? Yeah. Drinking it? Not the drink. <laughs> Basically, in Islamic mythology and theology, right. it means spirits or demons. Okay. So he saw a bit of smoke coming out of this lamp. It's probably just like, let put a candle in there. And I'm guessing he assumed we were some sort of demon. (laughs) And he actually paid for this in one of the poorest countries in the world. Yeah. So apparently one of the men pretended to be an oculist. What does that mean? A genie worshipper. is supernatural beliefs and practices considered neither fall under religion or science. Mm, a spiritualist. Yeah. Okay. As we know in the UK, yeah. Yeah, so it's like when he's, they've done that, the old trick, you know, I'm getting the word, I'm getting the name John. Yeah. Anybody know a John? Yes. When, when he asked to take uh, touch it, yeah. he, he was told that, no, he couldn't because it might cause him harm. <laughs> it's got a candle inside, hasn't it, letting the smoke off. <laughs> Bloody uh, hot. Here you go, Eldon. Go on. However, Khan later found out that there had actually been no genie. And that actually it was just one of the fraudsters in disguise. What? <laughs> <laughs> Some of the men must have been dressed as like a demon or something. <laughs> <laughs> and <managed> to convince... <laughs> yeah. This gets better. This gets better. So they must have been dressed as a demon or something. So what did he do? Get like dip himself in blue ink and dress like the Aladdin genie? Or like, I have no idea. Didn't say that. It just says that. Yeah, he got one of his mates had been there. Gonna get banned in India. We're gonna get banned in India, but I don't banned care. In this India, guy banned in China, banned in America. He deserves it. He deserves. <laughs> I mean, that's like me and you going into like a doctor and saying, "I'm a genie." Like I assume most doctors of intelligence. How can you? All for this. Yeah. Apparently, they've convinced loads of other families oh. using the same modus operandi. So, it, it, it said a disguise, not a costume. So, <laughs> I don't know why. Literally, one of the men were dressed in a costume. Uh, to be a demon. How did he get in the lamp? That's bollocks. I this is, this is bollocks. Exactly. No, no, I'm going to press my bollocks button. Uh, I'm not sure people do fall for some stupid things. According to this, the total amount of money involved 
runs into several million rupees. Could be bullshit, but it's about ten quid, isn't it? Aren't of people? people... <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> no way. Yeah. I don't believe that one. Not, like, all the stories we've had so far, I, I buy them. I get it. I get Even the monkey bicycle one, I get it. Yeah, the source is Blood Bible. Which yeah. Okay. These are the most trustworthy. Okay. Okay. Well, that was fantastic, Barry, but I don't believe it, unfortunately. Yeah. Mm. I can't prove it, I have to say. <laughs> but it was funny. Okay, well, do you want my best story or my worst? <laughs> They're the same thing. Your worst. They're the same thing on this podcast. Okay. <laughs> Are you ready? <laughs> I can't hold it in. <laughs> this one involves a celebrity, so we're probably going to get in trouble here. And if the podcast has no further episodes, everybody knows why. Because we've We're been... not going to get them on camera. Right. Okay. Ronnie Sullivan is proud after shattering Northern Ireland open silence with a loud fart. What? So what he's doing is he's a snooker player, if you didn't know, listeners who don't watch sports. I didn't know, I have to say. He plays snooker. And you know when you play snooker, you kind of like bend down to the table to kind of take a shot. And you bend over the table, you take a shot. So this... The world's best snooker player, by the way. Okay. Top. It's like the Cristiano Ronaldo of snooker, right? Um, He's playing and he basically got in position to take a shot and let off (laughs) a loud fart when he bent over. And the referee and his opponent would start laughing. And then (laughs) he The funny thing is, he looked up and he said, he said to the referee, was that you? (laughs) We get sent off. I don't think you can get sent off in snooker, but the referee did go bright red. So so that could be red card. (laughs) I love that. What's that do? And then after after the the incident out and his post-match interview, he said, I dropped my guts. I'm taking full ownership of that. I've had stomach problems before. <laughs> yeah, asking the referee, that's class. Yeah. yeah. He, he sounds like a character. I, I'd, I'd love to meet this fella. He's quite What's funny. What's his name again? Ronnie O'Sullivan. Right, Ronnie O'Sullivan has him the best snooker yeah. player. Yeah. Yeah, I know him. You I'm do not know a him. snooker fan, but I do know him. Um, the commentator said, well, that was a very unfortunate noise. Because they, they commentate very quietly, don't they? Like, uh, he's, he's stepping up to the table. That was a very unfortunate noise. Oh, that was a very unfortunate noise. <laughs> they, even though there was excitement in the snooker room, they just don't get excited. <laughs> what happened? Did he still go on to win despite this? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, all good in the end, then. Yeah, I think he Gassing his opponent kind of helped him to get get a win then. That would be pretty funny. Yeah. Yeah, probably stank both his opponent. Yeah. But it, you see, the thing is, it's it's behind closed doors now. There's no fans, you know. Can you imagine if all the people... <laughs> 100 people all <laughs> start laughing? Yeah. 
So yeah. I did see a video, like a prank video, where I went into the crowd, had a fake hair fart cushion. Okay. I kept making noises on the ref. Ah, in the snooker. In the snooker, yeah. yeah. Or like, uh, yeah. Could, whoever's doing that, could he stop? <laughs> and it, like, it took him ages to find out who was a culprit. It was like, did they ever find that guy? Do you remember the football World Cup? It was Ireland. I think they're playing South Africa. It was the Ireland team against. I think it was Ireland. I can't remember. Or was it rugby? It was something. And somebody in the crowd had a whistle that was exactly like the referee, and it, it just it just blasted it at random times. And the players are like looking around, like stop, stop playing. Yeah. Yeah, that's close. <laughs> I think it was Ireland. I, I can't remember. It was a World Cup or something yeah. like this. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was quite funny. That was my was that my shitty news? I hope you didn't follow story. Yeah. <laughs> Can I get not get a fart story? Yeah. It's like the Austria fart man who got fined. In this case, Ronnie O'Sullivan didn't get fined for aggressive farting. Ah of course I didn't. Alright, do you want me to go on next story? Go on, go on, hit me. Right, pizza workers coronavirus lie. But one point eight million Australians into lockdown. Necessarily. What? How did I not hear about this? Yeah, one lie from one Australian. Okay. One point eight million were in lockdown, which is about ninety nine percent of the Australian population. <laughs> yeah, something like that. No. Right. I'm kidding. We're not getting banned. <laughs> We're not getting, oh, no, no. Getting banned we need to behave. Yeah, yeah. Go on, carry on. All right. So he was an Australian pizza worker, and. He basically said, I don't know why, but instead of admitting that he worked, he worked there. He said he was a customer that went to order a pizza and tested positive for Corona. Right. So the South Australian Premier, Stephen Marshall, yeah. off the back of his story, suspected yeah. that because he, could have. he must have caught it from brief Some... exposure. Yeah. Um, the strain must be highly contagious. Oh, shit. <laughs> and yet it was a complete lie. Because obviously, yeah, because on. he works there, he's obviously yeah. high risk. You know, people come in, people go out, people come in, people go out. So I'm guessing if he said, oh, I work there, they'd have taken it a little bit less. Okay, he's caught yeah. the general public, but just to go from his flat or house to a pizza okay. place, like it must be like highly. Yeah, yeah, and that drove them into a lockdown. Yeah. God. And they they believed as well that a number of other customers must have been infected then as well through the shop. Yeah. yeah. So it's just gone. one man's Australian man's lie. One point eight million were in lockdown. Most businesses had to close instantly. <sighs> That guy must be in Australia. Must be seen as big trouble. He's in big trouble. No, apparently he might escape punishment. How? Apparently. Well, it's not a crime, is it? To lie. No, I suppose it's not. It's no law against it. Mm. See, I guess that's why in France, for the lockdown here, we have to um, fill a form in and sign it. Because it's not a crime to lie, but it's a crime to 
write sign a form that's a lie. Does that make sense? Eight front rots on According to the state's police commissioner, Grant Stevens, there is no penalty associated with telling lies. Fucking that's hell. why it's getting away with it. I don't know. Point eight million people in like stupid lockdown. And then I guess the lockdown's been lifted after. <laughs> I think it lasted like a month or something. Oh shit! How have I not heard of this? That's that's amazing. Probably an ongoing case or something. Yeah, this was only posted four days ago. All right. I suppose we'll maybe on future podcasts we'll update mm. the listeners on this story. Yeah. Are you ready for mine? Yeah. yeah. Okay, I've had a good week. Let's put it this way, Barry. Let's put it this way. Um, Mum finds three bags of urine in her Ocado delivery. What? So, (laughs) a mum was left absolutely disgusted when Ocado, allegedly, allegedly being the prime word here, delivered three bags of urine with her online food shopping amid the coronavirus pandemic. Who's pissed? Why? There's a lot going on here, isn't there? Yeah, you need to you need to explain this. There is a compo face in this article, so it could be something like this. However, shopping at Ocado, not sure if she needs the compo or not. To be fair, I don't blame if I ordered food and I got three pieces. Yeah, so the fucking compo face. Basically, what the what the alleged uh, incident is. Three carrier bags, like shopping bags, been pissed in, a knot tied in them to keep the piss in there, um, arrived in her weekly shop with the delivery service. Oh, God, I must be getting done for that. I don't know. But she's kept, she kept them because they've been photographed for the newspaper, these three piss bags. Um, and the driver was sent to her house to dispose of the bags after she complained. Who was pissed for it? I don't know. How do they know? She was random free pieces. She claimed she threw all the shopping away, so she was refunded the full fifty-seven pounds and was re-delivered free of charge. Um, but says that this is not good enough, and she expects the company to test the piss to pinpoint the culprit. How, how do we know she just didn't want compo and got her and her two kids to piss in a bag? I don't know. But she's asking them to test the piss, so maybe she's being quite genuine. But I don't know how you'd test it anyway. I mean, you'd have to test your whole workforce. That can't be I'm legal. I'm food and getting random pieces. Mm. That is bizarre, I have to say. Yeah. And uh, just, to, just to square the circle here, an Ocado spokesman said... We would like to sincerely apologise to this customer. This situation is unacceptable and we are investigating it as a matter of urgency. There you go. Yeah, That's like the... early in this podcast, I took a piss out of copper face. No, didn't do that on purpose, huh? Well, she's taking the Literally, if I'd ordered food and I'd had three pieces back of piss, I'd be fucking fuming, I have to say. Wouldn't you? So obviously someone working in their warehouse or there's somewhere in their organization potentially, allegedly, has pissed in carrier bags and just dropped it somewhere. Get him on the podcast. <laughs> I don't think he'll come on, Barry. He's a type he, of guy. Why do you think he, 
It might be a she. Oh, okay. You never know. But yeah, three bags, not just one bag, three bags of piss. I want to know is how did she know it's piss? Could be apple juice. True. I'm sure it fucking smelled gross, I guess. Yeah, I wonder what the guy pissing in it gets out of it. A laugh. Mm. I wouldn't it's dare it. do it because it's you don't. Firstly, you don't know if there's holes in the bag because bags have got holes in, haven't they? Except the corners. And um, secondly, what if I start filling the bag up and it gets a bit too full? Or that it starts leaking? That's true. Uh, so. I'd say this guy needs uh, psychiatric help. He's pissing in people's food. Well, no, let's not let's not go that far, Barry. He's pissed into a carrier bag, and the carrier bag's ended up in a food order. Let's not let's not turn this. Yeah, into but yeah, but who the fuck's pissing in carrier bags? <laughs> why are you pissing in a? Just that alone. Why are you pissing in a carrier bag? There's a fucking toilet. Maybe it was the driver. Maybe she did something to him the week before. I don't know. Yeah, that is a weird story. There you go. But Perfect for the... We've had everything this week. I don't doubt it. So, yeah, that was that. That was my uh, piss piss news. All right, do you want me to go next? Go on, then. Study shows that seagulls have learned when school break times are. When school break times? Okay, yeah. I can see this. I know what's going on here. They like... Yeah, they've worked out when they have a break time in order to maximise their chances of nicking a bit of free food. This isn't news, Barry. This is not news. This <laughs> is like the cat, dog, goldfish, name any other pet that knows when it gets fed at certain times. It's not fucking rocket science. It's not a news story. I, I thought it was very clever knowing exactly when School finished to get food. Yeah, they're just going to the same place at the same time every day. I bet they still turn up on weekends, and I bet they don't know any different. No, no you've done totally no. my story out. I know, I'm sorry. I, th- I thought that was very interesting. I'm a non-believer this week. So <laughs> seagulls turn up outside the school waiting for the kids to come out. And know exactly when the break times are. Right. I ruined it for me, Alan. I ruined it. You're off to your next. <laughs> Well, I do have another animal story. Go on. Give me the... You want me to go? go. On. Yes. Okay. I'll give you another chance. Rare great fox spider discovered in the UK. The first time since the 1990s. Right, so we found a new spider. Yeah. But this spider uses powerful venom to liquefy the organs of its prey. Okay, that sounds That's terrifying. Pretty terrifying, <laughs> We'd thought they'd been extinct since the 1990s. So if you ever, if you thought the UK didn't have fucking deadly spiders, you were wrong. Well, how did how did they not find the these spiders then? Have they been hiding? I'm guessing there weren't much of them, but they were discovered in the Ministry of Defence in the south of England. Okay, so it's like a top secret, or it's a zone where nobody goes. Yeah, they've only been observed at three sites in the UK in Dawson, sorry. And hadn't been seen at all since the early 90s. That's long. Yeah. Yeah. But they they do look terrifying. So what do they do, these spiders? They bite things? Yeah. 
but it causes Killing. the prey to be liquefied. God. I don't know if it works on humans or not, but I it sounds pretty terrifying. Yeah, I don't think it'd liquefy. It'd have to be a big bloody spider. Yeah. You, sh- you should see a picture of this, though. It looks like... <laughs> I don't want to. Absolutely <laughs> terrifying. If you're scared, I'm scared. Nick Baker, the TV presenter, oh, yeah. said, uh, this is the most exciting thing to happen in the wildlife circles for quite some time. Because it is. Uh, yeah, if you're in a wildlife circle, this is this massive is it. exciting news. Mm. Uh, that is more interesting than the seagulls children playground yeah i just wanted to terrify our listeners mm. they'll all be uh, feeling that spider on the back of their neck right now <laughs> that's that's a thing people say like oh spiders can't do up to you in the uk but fucking can yeah so yeah i guess there'll be a lot of people tonight not sleeping very well because of you barry thank you very much you're welcome mm. could be in their beds could be in could be anywhere Mm. Waiting for them to sleep. Yeah. Thanks for that. Thanks for that uh, thought, Barry. Thanks. (laughs) Shall I cheer things up a bit? Yeah, go on then. A coffin maker (laughs) in Indonesia. So this guy, his job is to make coffins. So he's got a very uh, glamorous job. Uh, He makes these coffins at home. Um... He had a meteorite worth about 1.4 million pounds crash through the roof of his home. Parking hill. Tin roof. He's got a tin roof. 2.1 kilo rock came banging through the roof. Um, he recovered from the noise and the debris and uh, found this bit of space rock in his garden. Bloody hell, what a chance of that space yeah. rock. He says, it, says it was still warm. warm. It was still warm. Radial. And it's an extremely rare variety. Um, 4.5 billion years old. Bloody hell. <clears throat> Lucky it didn't eat him and kill him. No, so, appar- so if if you take the per gram price and multiply it by how many grams it is, it's worth a lot. It's like one and a half million. So you're not able to sell it then? However, well, he did sell it. He did sell it. He sold it. However, there is a twist to this tale, Barry. Different news yeah, outlets are reporting it in different ways. I can't uh, see you selling a rock for No, he did sell the rock to an American buyer. They paid a fair price for it. He, nobody will tell us what this price is. We think it's more to more likely to be like a, a thousand than anything else. Um, but basically what all the newspapers did was go on e- uh, eBay, Google, whatever. Google how much the rocks are worth. There's people selling one or two or three gram pieces of this rock at really high prices. Obviously, if I wanted to buy you a Christmas present, 500 quid in my pocket, I'd buy you a little bit of space rock, fine. So what they've done is they've mu- multiplied the number of kilos of this rock by the normal price and they've yeah. come up with a fantastic figure. However, it doesn't work like that. And uh, But then people are saying, well, he's been duped. It's worth millions and he's been had. But apparently he's happy with yeah. his uh, find and the Americans are happy. Everybody's happy. He'd never yeah. get a million for that. Exactly. That is shitloads of asteroids. Well, not shitloads, but 
there's quite a few. Yeah. You're never going to get millions for that. Yeah. I'd say if you got a thousand pounds, he's doing well. Yeah, exactly. You should just be lucky that he didn't fucking hit him and kill him. Yeah. But some people on the internet, yeah, I mean, you're going to have to look into this because some people on the internet are saying that he's probably got a million for it. Others are saying a bit yeah. less. No chance would he get that. But yeah, can you imagine that? You're at home watching telly and a fucking meteorite yeah. just bang straight it's through just, the room. Like, what are the odds that <laughs> of the whole of space hits Earth and it hits your particular house? Yeah, it could have killed him. Like, that must have been like a one in bloody. Yeah. Ten He's trillions. bloody lucky. He's bloody lucky. Yeah. Like, never mind money. Yeah. That is alive. Brave. Yeah. Fucking itself. Nah, but no chance are you going to get like millions for that. No. This, uh, people have brought like moon rock and stuff. <laughs> and that's worth like what a tenner. <laughs> nah, yeah. if you got a grand, he's doing well. Mm. So, yeah. That's nuts. Have you got the final word for this week, Barry? Can do, yeah. All right, next story. Sea otter turns nature on its head by eating a shark in first of its kind encounter. So a sea otter? Yeah, ate a shark. Right, Right. okay, I get that now. There were some photographers that were picturing sea otters and they got a picture of a sea otter. He had the shark in his hands and every now and again he would nibble on its head. How do you know that he didn't just well, I was going to say, how did they know that he didn't just find a dead shark and start eating it? But that's probably what happened, right? He didn't catch. Yeah, you too. You know, too much older. <laughs> yeah, apparently, the shark was dead. Fine. It literally just held on to him, dragged him around like as a snack. And every now and again, he'd have a snack out of his head, have a chunk out of his head. Right. Well. I, I, yeah. I guess it makes sense. Like, ima- imagine if he was alive and he's stuck and yeah. he's just, his head was slowly getting nibbled mm-hmm. by an otter. No, I don't, yeah. don't want to think about that, thanks. Was this shark, shark big? Uh, nah, probably like medium. A lot bit bigger than the otter, though. Okay, okay. Yeah. That makes it a bit more interesting. Yeah. Apparently, this is the first report of a sea otter. Eating attacking a shark. a shark, yeah. He's not attacking it, Barry. You get in this room. Get this, get this out of your head. The, the, there was no, no shark attack. He didn't win any fight. He found a carcass and started eating it. This is the news that you've brought to the table today. He's a bloody shark, though. <laughs> the, yeah. hunter, the hunter turns hunted. Yeah. Just be careful of all those sea otters out there. Yeah, it's a big story, though. The first time it's ever been recorded anywhere ever. It's happened in California. Wow. It's the one story. COVID, yeah, if the COVID wasn't on, I'd, we'd have to fly you out there to report on it. This would be headline breaking news. <laughs> sure, our listeners will agree. That's why I didn't see this story at all. Eldon, this is a podcast that our main guest. Talked about fucking roundabouts. Yeah, true. Yeah, okay. I'll let you off. <laughs> yeah. All right. We, we, it might not be the most interesting, but 
Okay, definitely, definitely weird. weird yeah. Definitely weird, yeah. Definitely weird. I will be that's Googling. What, that's okay. what our listeners want. Yeah, I'll be Googling that to look at it. I'll Google sea otter shark eating. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Is that it? That was interesting. Yeah, all right. At the end, I'm happy, okay? I'm happy with your otters. Yeah. All your other I animals. Think, I think the uh, pilot is drawing a penis in the sky. was a good one. Yeah. Me too. We need to revisit that and the Corona pizza man. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think pilots drawing penis in the sky is the first thing I'm looking at after this podcast. Yeah, supporting and masturbating. <laughs> We've had a lot of penis in this episode. Oh, is it piss? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And the mushroom, mushroom penis. Yeah, penis and... Penis and what comes out of the penis. Yeah. <laughs> That's what we should call the episode. Penis and what comes out. Yeah, sounds good. Alright, well, let's call it a week. The listeners are bored already. They want to get rid of us. Um, stay safe, everybody, and enjoy the weird news. Send us your stories. Bye everyone. Goodbye.